Hello and welcome to the TXF Weekly News Podcast. I'm Ralph Ivey and I'll be your host as we go through the headlines for this week in export and commodity finance. At txfnews.com you can find an interview with Angela Perez, Head of Structured Finance at the Spanish infrastructure firm Elecnor, discussing challenges faced by EPC companies and the benefits of the OECD modernisation. Now in the news, we seem to have at last reached the conclusion of a long-running saga around Kexim's lending limits. South Korea has passed a bill to increase the ECA's capital to 25 trillion Korean won, or roughly $19 billion. This equity injection will resolve an issue that is linked to the provisions of the Korea Exim Bank Act, which limits credit for corporations and, and individuals to 40% of Kexim's capital. It is now expected that Kexim will be able to support major defence export contracts and other large-scale procurement projects that had been threatened by Kexim's exhausted capacity constraints. Sumitomo Heavy Industries Marine and Engineering, a historic Japanese shipbuilder, is pulling out of the industry after more than 125 years. The firm has said that it will end new orders for vessels and will exit the business entirely once its current backlog has been fulfilled, citing a deteriorating environment thanks to rising material costs and volatile ship prices. In its present form, the company has been a subsidiary of Sumitomo Heavy Industries since 2003, but its roots go back to the establishment of the Uraga Senkyon Corporation in 1897. Japan's shipbuilders have come under pressure from cheap prices and increased competition in China and Korea over recent years. The French satellite operator Utilsat is in talks with ECAs in India, the UK and France to support its second-generation OneWeb broadband satellites. The focus of the project is on improving capacity and performance among existing low-orbit satellites rather than significantly upgrading. This decision has shaved off around a third from an initial budget of $4 billion. Public sector funding from Europe's sovereign broadband project, IRIS, is also under consideration. In commodities and trade, Ghana's CocoBod will use part of a $200 million World Bank loan to rehabilitate plantations that have been affected by the cacao swollen shoot virus. Around 500,000 hectares of farmland have been wiped out by the disease, and last year, Ghana's cocoa output declined to 600,000 metric tonnes after peaking at more than 1 million tonnes in the 2020-21 season. Officials will take over infected farms, replace the sick trees, and then nurse new plants to fruiting stage before handing them back to the farmers. Previous efforts to tackle the disease in 2018 were affected by economic crisis. The precious metals producer Polymetal has agreed a $3.69 billion deal to sell its Russian assets to Mangazea Mining, a Siberian gold miner. Polymetal has been looking for buyers since the introduction of US sanctions on Russian entities. The deal includes $2.21 billion of the Russian operation's net debt. Polymetal is now domiciled in Kazakhstan, having moved from Jersey in August 2023, and remains the country's second largest gold exporter. Finally, Horizonte Minerals has warned that it will require a new funding package for the Araguaia Nickel Project 
to meet rising costs, which have shot up by 87%, $479 million of an initial $537 million capex has been spent, and it is now expected the costs will reach $1 billion. A solution with lenders and shareholders is expected for Q2 2024, and failure to secure a package will likely threaten the completion of construction activities. Now that's all for now, folks. Don't forget, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcast through your usual podcast provider, and you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using the handle at TXF Media. Thanks for listening.